Head first in Jericho. And, and trading running shooting star press. Both legs. Whoa, 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 whoa. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. It's my name, Kenta. Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything <laughs> about him. The only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flair! <laughs> <laughs> Probably looked like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! Not with me! I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! Our impressions. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like, like a, a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Good wrestling day. Boy, my boys, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, everything. Welcome, everybody, to the Top of Wrestling podcast. And if you don't celebrate any of it, Happy Festivus for the rest of us. It's the Top of Wrestling. We're here as we are every Wednesday. Just because it's holiday week, we're not taking time off. And this week, look at, all right, if just listen to our hidden track enough said you'll know where we're at here and why this show is already off and running as if we were in the monday night wars this week we're going to be talking the news we're going to be talking bring it to the table we're going to be talking well i got a christmas present for you odm and our listeners but we're also going to be talking the monday night wars and how funny it is that this week's top topic which is our best and worst holiday Christmas moments or holiday moments that WWE has produced or most wrestling companies have produced. A couple of them actually happened this week in history in the Monday Night War, so that'll be fun to rehash all of it. Ladies and gentlemen, he listened to a long story by me, then he had to deal with a douchebag from work. Here we are, we're ready, we're finally able to record. Odia! Ho, 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 pimp! Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> now i have a machine gun ho 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 oh my god uh yeah i just want to i just want to add on to the holiday which is uh you know as part of the top of wrestling's non-denominational holiday fun fest so i have a merry christmas a happy hanukkah a crazy kwanzaa a tip-top tet and a solemn ramadan that's a Simpsons quote, if you're not familiar. Man, I should have had you do the intro. I feel like I just really, <laughs> right. I did not do it justice. People are like, 
I'm offended by the professor's version. <laughs> Who gives a shit? I'm just <laughs> exactly. Fuck Go me. fuck yourself, Ray DeVito. Um, hey man, guess <laughs> nice, <laughs> excellent reference. <laughs> Yo, did you hear that last week, Mandy Rose not only broke the internet, but she also broke several arms <laughs> by people who just quagmire with the swollen right. arm? I love that one where he comes out yeah. and he has a skinny arm yeah. and they go, where that, is it? And he points somewhere. That internet it's like, is uh, <laughs> that's really something. I'm not going to lie. I had several people that I know because you look at man because we do our job here people hit me up on the side people who actually do listen to the show yo if you see it just let me know where you know For I'm just kind of curious hook a brother up <laughs> at top of wrestling everybody is wondering where it is and it's funny because I thought it was uh well I know I always get it wrong fans only only fans but um it's brand army. What's the difference? Uh, it's just probably just to, you know, what's the difference between Uber and Lyft? You know, probably one of those things. How much is, well, <laughs> the amenities is what I like to look at first. You get a coupon for this site? <laughs> I'm a new person. Do I get a couple of free things? So the funny thing about this whole thing is that I read the other day she makes somewhere around... If I'm not mistaken, like twenty grand a month, bro. This shit is so crazy. Like, you could probably you and I and dude, I've thought about this. I'm like, what can I do that's not degrading and what is like some kind of weird fetish that I could pull off? I'm not off? doing tip to tip, dude. Like, just like feet, like feet <laughs> porn, like just rubbing my feet in pizza. <laughs> ass to ass. No, Jesus. Fucking <laughs> no, you're missing the idea here. I got if it was with you. Jennifer Connelly, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I can't believe that was even a thing that ever came up one time. I have a screenshot of that creepy Look, dude with I'm the money saying, doing it. I got that screenshot. <laughs> I'm a, Jesus Christ. Is this gonna be our logo? Um, my. <laughs> It might be. Ooh, I broke ODM this week. <laughs> Boom. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Look at I my issue with this is that you've had certain people do certain things and you're okay with it. Whether girls are in Playboy from WWE, and I get it that it's regulated back then or whatever it is, but and people are like, Well, it, she should have known better. It was against her contract. Look at I totally get yeah, you have a contract with WWE. Whatever she makes a year, she could make keep doing with the uh, the brand army thing. And not ever take a bump, but even more so, I am going to once again, god damn, agree with Booker T. She should not sign to any company. Just don't. AEW will likely do it to try to capitalize on it and make it shock value. That Oh my God, she went over there. But guess what? It does nothing for the program. You're not going to give her a good program. You'll do very little with her. Let her just keep doing what she's doing on her own and let her be happy. But someone give me the password. And the <laughs> like I said, at the top of wrestling. Shucky ducky quack quack. <laughs> um, I'm just going to, I'm not going to touch this with a 10 foot clone pole until we get to the table. Fair enough. Um, 
I hate to say this, I swear. Matt Riddle fails a drug test. I was like, <laughs> no shit. Now, I like, are you... Sh- okay, hang on. What's crazy, and I want to read how I wrote this here because it is very interesting to me and I want to get your take on this ODM. I have to say, it's funny how our jobs, our roles in this podcast flop back and forth. Sometimes, you know, because sometimes there's weeks where you are all about having a shitload of news and this week was all of mine, but you know what I mean? I, at least we're... We're doing it together, K- man. It's good K-fay, pal, I was going to start putting some shit on on Sunday, and I opened up the dock, and I'm like, oh, well, looks like he's kind of got this taken care of. <laughs> My man, Otis! So, okay, he fails the second drug test of the year. My question is, when, where, who, why, how was the first one? We all know, apparently, it was why the SummerSlam match was... Uh, pushed, whatever the case is. But they never said that he failed a drug Mm -hmm. test, which they're supposed to do for everybody. Fine. But his through his divorce, and there's documents that have been leaked online, his ex-wife, or soon-to-be ex-wife while they're going through all this, but also mother of their child, is to receive... All lab result testing from WWE anytime that they test him. Mm. So she saw him being an issue with drugs already. From what I understand, and I'm not sure if it's true or not, do they or do they not test for weed? Uh, yeah, see, we were having a side conversation about that, and I, and I think Nightwing's right. I think they, they did put the kibosh on the pot testing. I've heard that this one was... Wait, did you guys talk about it? Yeah, it was in a group chat. You probably ignored it because you saw something from Nightwing. I don't blame you. Muted the fuck out of it. <laughs> um, uh... No shit. So you can go word for word everything that said? I didn't Yeah, it. basically, anyway, yeah. No. I think um, he said something that he thought it was coke. Uh, so, and I think I read that somewhere as well. Maybe not. Uh, who the fuck knows? I did too. But yeah, so, I mean, that's probably what it is. Cause yeah, I don't, it's easy to think that it's, I think everybody knows that this dude fucking smokes pot. Uh, and I don't think his wife would fucking give a shit. I mean, you know, unless she's a fucking, every rigido. graphic picture has his eyes open with like slits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like very little, uh, like, let's not lie. We know he's the RVD of 2022, uh, 2022. So it's fine. But I think it's worse than that. Yeah, same here. Um, but apparently, the ex is, she has something oh. to stand on, because they're saying this is a second offense. Right. But she never heard anything about the first offense. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And that's, and so she, that's, it, it's a messy It thing. is, and, and like I said, I mean, I think we were talking about it, maybe it was last week or the week before, about the whole riddle experiment, how, like, I'm done with it. Like, that that ship has sailed, we're done. It, it just didn't work out. Unfortunately, I thought there was potential there. Well, man, you know, speaking of a a weird or awkward situation, did you see the picture of Austin Theory and Mia Yim together? Yeah, I didn't really get into the context. I kind of saw it in passing, but I was like, that's kind of weird. It was whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they could be longtime friends. Sure. We do not 100%. know. 100%. Right? Yeah. That's like if... Myself and Mrs. ODM 
pose in a picture where I had her up on my shoulders like fucking macho right. and Liz, right? It's just people are like, oh my god, they're banging. Or, no, or man, if your wife made me a meatball sandwich. Stay <laughs> fuck yourself, man. I didn't even get one that night. I still want one. But my point is, is that I don't think Mia Yim is like, I think I want to get with Austin Theory. I want this skinny little white dude after I've been having... I'm just saying, you know, like... Fucking Keith Lee could kill Austin Theory. So we all have to understand more often than not. I mean, they all were on the PWG circuit with each Mm. other. All the indie shit, right? They're all just friends, man. But she had to go and deactivate her account because of stupid fan rumors. People were like, oh, apparently she's fucking Austin Theory. I'm like, get the... Come on. It was a photo. Easy to say that shit when you've never been fucked before. On to the next part. Speaking of fucked up, um, Vice, if you have not watched it, I've only made it halfway through, so I'm not going to give a full-blown assessment on this, but there was a documentary that aired. It is The Nine Lives of Vince McMahon. Now, we all know that Nine Lives is a very big reference to a cat, right? They have nine lives. They can get killed and keep coming back. One of my favorite Christie Alley movies, R.I.P., you ever seen Madhouse with her and John? Oh, Larry fucking Cat? great! What are we having for dinner? Squab. Oh my god, I love that movie so yeah, much. Great movie. And the cat just keeps coming back, man. And that's Vince. So far, they're hitting you know the highs and lows of him of everything and how he just keeps coming back. So if you have a chance to find it, look it up, watch that. Um, a couple of months back, we referenced that Jonathan Gresham once losing the ROH title to Claudio. He had a falling out with uh, Tony Khan, you know, and, and we saw the whole thing happen at uh, in Rochester where Jonathan Gresham turned on his partner. We're like, oh, great. We're going to lead to something. No, just that's it. At least signed with Impact Wrestling now. Um, Tony Khan has bought the rights to the NBA on NBC song. I just thought that would be kind of funny to bring up. You know, do, 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 Yeah, so he tweeted, I just bought the rights to one of my favorite songs. I'm like, all right, you're teasing it. I'll check back. That's what he bought? That's one of his favorite songs, huh? Okay. Yeah, that's that's TK's favorite song, an NBA song. But what kills me is he used it during the best of seven graphic. Not even going to ask. I know you didn't watch. So, while watching Dynamite this week, first, Ricky Starks and MJF, we're going to get to that. Mm -hmm. But with this best of seven graphic, they now tell you next week, which is tonight, is a no DQ match. Elite is down three to one. I saw. And then the next match will be a falls count anywhere. And if it should go to seven... It'll be the ladder match. The Let me see if I get it right. Escalerte de Muerto. Escalera de Muerte. Close. Okay, it was pretty goddamn close. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so we know that it's happening. If you didn't tell us the, the names of the matches, we would have been like, okay. It's, it's, <laughs> so, whatever. Yeah. As soon as you listed it, I'm like, so we're going seven full. We knew it was going to happen, but you gave it away too early. 
And it's because they're trying to sell tickets because nobody likes their goddamn show right now. Yeah, well, I think you're on to something because uh, breaking news from Wendy's, uh, they tweet, Wendy's cheeseburgers are square, <laughs> squares have four sides, triangles only have three, elite over death triangle, four to three. That's a legit tweet from Wendy's. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> kind of want some oh, junior bacon cheese. I just wanted to make sure we got to right. that. <laughs> That's outstanding. Jesus. I do have to throw one thing out there, man. I was in my car yesterday. I'm driving. And all of a sudden, on the radio. Carry on my wayward son. And I officially now hate it. Yeah, it's terrible. Yep, yep, yep. I just saw you put the fake gun in your mouth with your fingers. Um, I actually didn't mind the song, man, until now all I see is Nick, Matt, and Kenny coming out like a bunch of dicks. I don't like it. They killed the song for yep. me. So. I never was a big fan Any of Any other news that you have this week? <laughs> no, 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 that's it. I just wanted to make sure we got to the Wendy's tweet because that, uh, that's breaking news. Well... Speaking of news, let's talk about this past week. We have WWE, we have NXT, we have Dynamite, Rampage, all of it. So, it looks like Asuka maybe. I don't know if she's going to go to the name Kana, but it looks like she's going to the old persona. She got rid of the dripping green face paint that was on her face. Uh, face paint that was on her face. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Mind how the turntables have spun um but it looks like she's gonna be kind of going back to a more evil gimmick something that she used to do in japan looking forward to it if that's what happens carl anderson on the finals of the world tag league tournament he defended and retained the never open weight championship against hikaleo and then tamatanga came out and they tussled they fought and Carl Anderson gave Tamatanga the stun gun, basically a cutter RKO, and said he'll see him at Wrestle Kingdom. Hoping that's a, the moment, obviously, that Tama has another... I mean, he's won the championship before, even from Carl, which is great. Keeps the storyline going. But I, I, I don't think Carl's going to keep the championship that much longer if he's going to stay in WWE. Yeah, that makes sense. And, uh, you know, it's just a shame to me because, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's putting a title on Tama, which is makes sense. You, he, you know, he should be at that level. Uh, but to me, I think he's beyond that one now. I mean, even like the IC title, if they, if, they, if they weren't merged currently, you know, maybe the U.S. title. I would rather... I- I was going to say U.S. for at least now. Something. You have to have your... This is his singles championship. He only held the never open weight for about maybe four weeks. Mm. So I I think it's... This is maybe a a time where he could hold it a little longer. I don't think Carl Anderson was supposed to originally go all the way back to WWE and then all of a sudden Triple H took over and it was a quick everything Oh, it was quick. So, also, um, on that same show... Minaro Suzuki announces that he plans to disband Suzuki Goon. Yeah, I saw that. Great. The last good thing that Lance Archer had going. <laughs> um, MJF retained the Dynamite Diamond Ring and the BBB versus Ricky Starks. Excellent first match uh, for a defense. You know, I, I think no one expected Starks to win. That's fine. A lot of great moments. And to win with just a kick to the dick. That's goddamn. That's doesn't get better than that for a heel. Yep. And I called it. 
MJF will be the fourth straight year in a row with your dynamite diamond ring. I goddamn knew it. I knew they were going to do that. Um, the biggest moment of the week, and I did make a mention of it uh, on our Facebook, and you even look at you can yeah, all you want. Man. It was a good moment. Everybody thought Action Andretti was just a jobber because that's what Jericho referred to him as in the interview leading up to the match. He goes, and tonight after I beat this jobber, I will be coming back for you, Claudio. So the crowd's chanting, let's go jobber, let's go jobber. And Action Andretti gets the upset over Chris Jericho, but not necessarily an upset because an upset to me is you get a roll-up pin, something like that. He did an, an actual finishing move and pinned him. The funniest part to me is that before the match began, they put Chris Jericho's graphic over his name. So Jericho came to the ring. They showed his graphic. They showed Action Andretti, but instead they showed Chris Jericho's name graphics. You didn't even really know his full name until the match was over. I thought that was kind of funny. If it was on purpose, Mm. well done. Likely not. But this jobber beat him. What's your issue with it? Again, I just don't see it paid off. Listen, you can't put over the talent, the big-name talent that you have. Now you're going to put over this jobber? Way to fucking go, Jericho. I bet you in a month we're not going to remember this dude's name. Just like the other dude. What the fuck was his name? Captain Dean Wallace? Captain Sean Wallace? Some shit? He was another jobber that got some wins, I think, on MJF or some shit. I don't remember. I think it was actually Jericho, maybe. Who the fuck knows? It's pointless. Like I said, you can't fucking get your... Big names over. You can't utilize your talent. You don't take care of your kids. It's a waste of time. Well, the biggest part of the night to me, honestly, huge, huge moment. Jake Hager still loves his hat. (laughs) Now that's comedy. (laughs) I love it, dude. Just like at the end of every interview, it's, I love this hat. It just has to scream it. It's great. It's probably the best thing that he could do on that show. Let him have it. It's the best thing he's done his entire career, and it's so fucking sad. It really is the absolute best thing he's done his entire career. He beat Chris Jericho for the world championship, <laughs> cashing in a money in the bank, and this is still better than that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you the quote. He was, I think he was at WCPW or some, you know, British rest, small indie wrestling promotion, and he cuts this rambling promo, and he just goes, "Huh." <laughs> I'm gonna send you the sound clip. Why are we not using that put as a sound in, bite? Are you shitting put me? Put it in here. Huh? All I can fucking hear is say. Huh? Oh boy. Oh man. Um. So Bobby Lashley was fired, and then got his job back the very next day because he's wreaking havoc. I can only think we're leading towards a. Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania match? Mm, uh, what I've heard is going to be WrestleMania, and I hope oh, it's no. true. Gunther and Brock Lesnar. I did hear that. I did hear that, and I would be very put him excited over. to see it. And I think if Brock puts him over, Gunther would very much be... Be the guy to dethrone Raymond. Roman. Man. He's your guy. Yeah. I think he's the guy to dethrone Raymond. Roman. It makes sense. Speaking of Roman and, you know, being a made man, Sammy was supposed to be made on SmackDown. I was watching part of it at my gig, but, you know, (laughs) DeVito. Uh, But 
Sammy was supposed to get made, but it all got interrupted. And, and during the middle of the night, we find out that Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn on the 30th of SmackDown are going to be facing off against Kevin Owens and a partner of his choosing. And at the end of SmackDown, we get to hear from John Cena in a video package. It was everything every John Cena promo has ever been to me. It was funny. It was dorky. It was stupid. It was okay. Fine, done. Uh, you know, it was they they ruined somehow. This got ruined, or something happened, and they scrambled. A few weeks back, I saw a tweet, and I don't remember if it was from WWE or if it was just a fan. But the factoid that was put out was this is going to be like the first year since like 2003 that John Cena hasn't wrestled for WWE during a calendar year. And now... I saw the same and, thing, and he references it in the And thing. now he's wrestling on December 30th. Just in time. Well, if you didn't catch it, I didn't even bother making it a sound bite because I could care that much about it. But he goes, Kevin Owens messaged me and said, do you realize this is the first time you haven't wrestled all year? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, really? Right. Exactly. Kevin Owens did it. You couldn't have found a better way to make that storyline fit or whatever. Or if he's like, and you know he what? Could've... I just realized I haven't wrestled this year. Yeah. That would have been better than Kevin Owens worrying about when John Cena wrestles and doesn't. 100%. You're right. Yep. Stupid. Stupid. But they're going to team up. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. They're going to team up on the 30th of SmackDown. And uh, did you happen to see the giant botch with Heavy on the top dollar? No, I did. I'm not calling him top dollar anymore. I'm calling him heavy on the top dollar <laughs> because he thought he could fucking do a jump over the top rope like an Undertaker swan. Yeah, right? yeah. And just his body went up and his waist went right at the rope and he looked like someone lifted him up to put his waist on the rope and flopped over the wrong way. And he goes, my knee gave out. I was like, no, it was your stomach. Yeah, yeah. Tuck your belly in, boy. <laughs> Sucking that gut. Yo, so heavy on the top dollar. It was either I want to call him heavy on the top dollar or Suge top dollar. He looks a heck of a lot like Suge Knight. I have oh, to say hopefully that. Hopefully he doesn't run over but anybody. But after seeing car. him go to... <laughs> I have so many mean jokes I could say right now. I'm move on. Leave that to me. But... Other than that, NXT, the biggest uh, the, the biggest title change of the week was Roxanne Perez. Not only did she win that Iron Woman Survivors match at Deadline, she then... Yep. Oh, my God. Sure. <laughs> Defeats Mandy Rose, who was actually at a 414-day reign, but loses it because her tatters were tatters. on a, another site. Smatter Again, tatters. At the top of wrestling. At top of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not right. Okay. Um, look at new matches have come out. I'm trying to plug my headphones back and I just pulled myself out of it because Spaz. I laughed so hard at that one. All right. New matches have come out and the full card is pretty much set for Wrestle Kingdom, which will be on January 4th, 2023. Of course, every year on the on the 4th. And it's Wrestle Kingdom 17, headlined by the world title match, which will be Jay White taking on Kazuchika Okada. The U.S. championship match will be Kenny Omega challenging Will Ospreay. Next week, I think we're, by the way, going to give all of our predictions. We have one week left with that. 
Um, it's official that Kari, or Kari, I'm sorry, will be taking on Tom Nakano for the women's title. It's also official that Hiroki Godu and Yoshihashi, they are the ones that won the Super Tag League. They are going to be taking on FTR for the IWGP Heavyweight Championships, or Tag Team Championships. The Fatal 4-Way match, the one where we talked about it, how they had that you pull the card and you end up being a partner with one of the guys that you'll be facing off with at Wrestle Kingdom. Well, it's going to be uh, Tajiri Ishimori taking on Master Wato versus Hiromu Takahashi and El Desperado. I'm thinking Hiromu Takahashi on this. He's just been probably the most constant in that division for a long time. The TV title finals will be Zack Sabre Jr. taking on Ren Narita. I already talked about the Tamatanga versus Carl Anderson match. The Junior Tag Leagues. The Junior Super Tag League Tournament was won by Leo Roosh and Yo. Yo used to be with Rapongi 3K. Yo mm-hmm. and Sho. But gotcha. Sho went to Bullet Club, so Sho no mo. And now Yo hang with Leo. Admit it, it was pretty decent for a second. Okay, and uh, they're going to be taking on TJP and Francisco Akira. Oh. But the two, you know, normally I'm not a big fan when it comes to the Wrestle Kingdom matches and it's like a couple of six-man, eight-man tags. I'm like, meh, we can fast-forward through these. They're kind of bringing some pretty decent stuff this year. It is going to be Keiji Muto's Final New Japan wrestling match. And he's doing it at Wrestle Kingdom. And he is going to be tagging with Hiroshi Tanahashi and Shoto Umino, who we know has been under the wing of uh, John Moxley. They're going to be taking on Los Ingrobro Nabrabeses. You know, it sounded like you were going to get it for a second there. Almost. But I, I lost it on myself. Which will be Tetsuro Naito, Sanada, and Bushi. Again, normally I'm like, meh, to these things. But I'm like, okay, last match for him. You have an entire faction. Yeah. And I like Tanahashi and Shada Umino all together. Good match. Yeah. You're going to get some good spots. It is what it is. Yeah. And then the um, Antonio Inoki Memorial match will be Yuji Nagata, Togi Makabe, and Satoshi Kojima taking on Tatsumi. Er, yep, Tatsumi Fayujinama. Minoru Suzuki and Tiger Mask. May have botched a little bit on that. You were but, uh, doing so well till you got to Fujinami. Yeah, but the point is is that this is a who's who of classic mm-hmm. vets. I mean, fucking can't not watch this either. I'm like, oh my god, this is going to be a really good Wrestle Kingdom. I'm excited about it this year. So, in a couple of weeks, we'll be talking about that. Next week, we'll throw some predictions out right now. Let's bring something to the table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh my god! What's real? What's fake? Someone posted something the other day, and I could not tell what was real and what is fake. And it's a video of back in the 80s. Manny Fernandez, Raging Bull, taking on Invader 3, where Manny does a couple of knee drops off the top rope into the stomach 
of Invader 3, and he starts spewing blood. Now look it. When I was younger, I was like, maybe it's fake blood. Oh, okay, I understand how they cut themselves. Unless he swallowed a fucking razor blade and how he spewed straight blood out, I don't know how this spot could be fake. But you have to look it up. Manny Fernandez versus Invader 3. It's actually been one of the longest uh, myths, if you will. Like Mythbusters should go after this thing because it's like, did this or did this not happen? It's, you know, and that's the best part about kayfabe back in the day. But we've also heard Manny was not exactly the most uh, friendly in the ring or, right. or light. So it's kind of to both ways. So if you have a chance, YouTube that. And it's uh, Invader 3 versus Manny Fernandez. Nice. Scary. I was going to say, yeah, I might have to do a little bit of research on this. Maybe we can email Cornette and see if we get a response. We'll read it on the show. It was gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I'm curious what you have here with your bring it to the table. I'm just going to talk shit about you you know, WWE. Not because it's WWE, just because it's what it's a corporate response, right? I don't blame them from taking the corporate response, but still it's kind of fucked up when you look at shit. You look at the NFL, Kelvin Ridley gets suspended for a whole year to bet on a team that he's not playing against or playing on while he's not even playing football. He gets suspended for a year. People are murderers they come back the next year they beat their wives they get a four-game suspension they molest 20 fucking massage therapists they only get a fucking three quarters of a season right mandy rose okay you know why you know why it's not it has nothing to do with wwe it's not because she's making money that's not coming from them they're not getting a cut it's because of the sponsors the the real big name out there is mattel Mattel's not happy about her doing that, so they fucking let her go. That's what it's about. Yet fucking Jay or Jimmy Uso fucking has 18 DUIs, and he goes away. Oh, he can't go to Europe, and he can't go to Canada. Other than that, he can fucking wrestle. That's fine. Riddle? Jesus Christ, Vince Neil killed a guy, and he only did 30 days. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to throw that reference in. When you were listing everything earlier, I wanted to toss it in. You know what's crazy, though, is I saw a meme the other day, and I was like, God damn, I think this is probably the closest truth in anything. It was Triple H on a jet looking at a computer, and it said, Yo, Stephanie, you got to see Mandy Rose's tits. They're perky as fuck. Next day, Mandy Rose has been released by WWE. <laughs> it was like, That's likely it, man. Like, for what reason? You put some of these girls in Playboy back in the day, and you're like, but, Would you guys like to jack but, it to this? But because you're not getting the cut. That's see, the see issue. but see, I don't even think that that's necessarily what it is. I think it's they're going to lose their cut from Mattel and their other sponsors. So they're like, well, fuck it, we got to let her go. Because back in the day, the Playboy thing, it was during the fucking Attitude Era. But now we're, you know, we hit the PG Era. So fucking, you know, it's the same reason Daniel Bryan, or Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan got suspended or fucking let go was because the sponsors, the sponsors, like, you can't have people choking each other with their own ties. So they had to fucking release him. Same thing with Mandy Rose. But yet you can have fucking DUIs and nobody bats a fucking eye. So fine, whatever. Well... You know, I mean... At the top of wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to the wars. You don't want to do Professor's Wrestler of the Week first? Oh, man, you're right. Okay, I'm sorry you threw me off. (laughs) You know what? I should be doing Wrestler of the Week, right? But I'm not. Fuck. But. What? It's because I got a present for you, man. First, 
I have to tease it with this, okay? Mm-hmm. A couple of, about a month ago, I sent you something. Mm-hmm. It was the Count from Sesame Street. You know, that uh, show where a bunch of puppets are living in a barrio. Well, <laughs> what this is, is the Count just singing a song, but someone decided to censor it. Here's what it roughly sounds like. You'll know that I am called the Count. Because I really love to Sometimes I sit and all day But sometimes I get carried away I slowly, slowly, slowly getting faster Once I start in And so, you know, I said, wouldn't it be funny if we did this with some wrestling moments? And God damn it. Once the ball started rolling, I had to do it. And you know what? Not only Merry Christmas to everybody who is listening to this show. ODM, Merry Christmas to you. I'm going to tell you all with a in this is the greatest moment in my life. Talk about your psalms. Talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just f***ed your ass. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing you talk about injecting all of my Hulkamaniacs with a brother that'll turn them into the darkness and make them run from the light. And that's exactly what you're going to be, Ultimate Warrior. After WrestleMania 6, brother, when you find out where the power lies of Hulkamania in the strongest in the world, the 24-inch you, along with all of your warriors. How many times I take you? Remember St. Michael's School and that teacher? That teacher was picking on you? I was only 13 years old. I went to that school and I the teacher straight. Before I, Vince McMahon, my competition. That's right. I own WCW. Hey, you want to You're going to get one. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch in the butt and say, hey, a computer. Took your place, Daddy. That's hard time. My sole purpose in this lifeless world is to the souls of the unfortunate people that cross me. You fans who started booing and hissing me tonight, don't try that again. Don't try that again. I am a star, and next time I come here, I want you all to get down on your knees and. And if I pass you by, smile. The reason I the way I is because I can do it day in and day out all the time for 10 plus years. I have never, never in my career ever have been injured. Got a nice haircut, I can say that. Now when you think of the new millennium, you think of an so gigantic that it changes the course of history. You're better at than I am. And that's Vince McMahon's You're as good as Vince as Hulk Hogan was. 
I don't know if you're as good as Dwayne, though. He's a pretty good. Always was and still is. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. And you know what? At the end of the day, you can go yourself. Let's go to the wars. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. What are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Or we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah. You want a war? You're going to get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the battle lines have been drawn! D-Generation X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass! Have a nice day! We got you! It is the holiday edition of both WWF, Monday Night Raw, and WCW, Monday Nitro. And WWF is emanating from a very old school looking place. And it just had an awesome, nostalgic look. I thought it was the Hammerstein for Um, a second. Same. But, you know, Nitro uh, had a couple of good doozies themselves. It was a pretty decent night, surprisingly, heading into... The Christmas week. Of course, I say that with all the sarcasm as possible. <laughs> I'm getting here we go. Just thinking about it. <laughs> Can't wait. Here we go. You want to start with Raw or Nitro? I'm going to start Raw with as Raw. Always. Let's but, go. you know, it wouldn't be the wars if we didn't go on a fucking tangent, so I'm just going to run with it. I wish I had a giant fucking snowball that I could just chuck at the Dolphins head coach's fucking head right now. Hit the music! The bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Funniest fucking thing I saw today was the gif of Buddy the Elf throwing uh, snowballs like crazy. And it's like Bill's fans be like, I just watched Elf just because of that. Dude, good game. Good game. Got a little uh, nerve wracking, but hey, baby, we clinched it. We got the division. It's ours. Division is ours next week as long as we win or the Dolphins lose. And after that, it's the conference. And then after that, it's the fucking Super Bowl. All right. Don't I, forget. I forget. If, if, if yeah. the Eagles are our, our opponents there, 
Someone's eating wood. <sighs> Little John. Freezing. <laughs> okay. Let's start with Ron. Someone's eating wood, comma. <laughs> Little John. <laughs> you saying he's going to eat a bag of dicks? I'll tell you what. The Bills beat the Eagles in, in a, a row. <laughs> the Bills beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I'll buy him a bag of dicks. All right. We're going to start off with Rods. December 22nd, 1997. Like you said, it's uh, Lowell, Massachusetts, I think it is. Uh, it is in an old style ballroom. It looks like uh, where they used to do it an MSG in the ballroom there. Um, the Manhattan, the Manhattan Center, Center yep. Hammerstein, Hammerstein, all that yep, stuff. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, they've got indoor snow, which, listen, I'm a mark. I thought it was cool. I enjoyed it. Uh, they start off with a Legion of Doom video package, uh, just recapping their feud with the Outlaws and DX and basically how they've been made to look like shit lately. Uh, DX comes to the ring. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H are in robes. We all know what this is. We're all familiar with this segment. Uh, Triple H calls out the I New don't. Age Outlaws for taking credit for ending LOD's career. Uh, and then he starts calling out Owen, and immediately you start getting Owen chance again. What a missed opportunity. Triple H tells Owen, you know, you're the baby, and if you need a pacifier, I got one for you. Oh! Well, Andrew Dice Clay was yeah, there? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Sean cuts up. Little Miss Muffet <laughs> sat on her tuffet, eating her courage and way. Along came a spider, sat down beside her, and said, hey, what's in the bowl, bitch? <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie, I... Could probably recite every one of his. We'll save it. We've got enough hit. rhymes. We've I got enough hidden shit. tracks for today. No, we, we no, we got enough hidden tracks for today. We're good. I'm just saying. You know, I'm just saying. You know, old mother Hubbard went. All right, go ahead. <laughs> well, well, fuck it. We're just gonna run with the tangent because it's fucking natural. Uh, you know, the morning show. Rover took over. Oh, gave her a bun of her own. Okay. <laughs> Our, the morning show in Rochester on CMF, the break room. You're probably familiar with it. They they used to fuck they them. I don't they like used them. to do a bit where. They would call places. It was one a lady called like a like a military school, right? Like a reform school. And she's like, you know, I just want to ask some questions about admissions and stuff. And you'd hear the kid in the background, but he was talking like Dice Clay. <laughs> it would just be like, "Hey, mom, after you're done making me dinner, why don't you suck my?" <laughs> It's fucking great, dude! I oh god, it was one of those moments where you just laugh naturally. It's 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 a little. All right, one. I think I've even referenced this on their show before. I really feel like I have, but if you haven't watched the end of Dice Man Cometh, where he does the the impersonations of John Travolta, Sylvester Stallone, Robert De Niro. Al Pacino, Eric Roberts, and all these guys going on a camping trip. And he does everybody's thing, but his own way. It's it's a circle. I'm, I'm going to look that up. Check that out. Is. He's fucking great. Anyway, Sean cuts a quick promo on Taker, and then they disrobe, and we all know they're wearing the Christmas cod pieces with Merry Xmas written on their ass cheeks. China hangs. Santa never looks so good. <laughs> uh, China hangs mistletoe above their asses, and Slaughter comes out to the ring, says he has a present for him. He mentions, he goes, you haven't defended your European title in over 30 days. And commentary goes, 30? (laughs) And Slaughter's like, actually, you haven't defended it in over 60 days. And they're like, yeah. It was was 30? I want to say right now, I 100% need to talk about this episode where I was. Look at the professor. In 
This would be seventh grade. He didn't have what you always call the best of grades. He, uh, you know. While the teacher was telling you about what happened with North America versus South America, this, that, blah, 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 whatever the fuck it was. The World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, the World Cup. I was drawing out wrestling tournaments. You know, like that's where I was at. I had to quietly watch this one. I put a towel in front of the door so they couldn't see the light coming out of the bedroom. I remember this one specifically because I watched it on partial mute because once I found out what is about to happen right here, and I'll spoil it for you, Sean is now going to defend the title against Triple H. I was like, what? I'm kind of interested to see how they do this. So... I remember this whole thing, man. I had to watch this thing on pretty much mute. I had to make my own storylines at night. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, that'd be on pretty interesting. Hey, could you answer the text to your wife after the well, show? Well, they're trying over? to figure out dinner, and you're fucking going on a rant about you were jerking off watching Raw, man. I fucking I ain't got time for this. Anyway. No. You spoil nope. it. It was <laughs> afterwards. La Femnikita. You didn't, you, you didn't use a towel. You used all your spent catch rags to fucking clog the bottom of the door so they couldn't see the light. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Good night, folks. Good night, folks. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Pimp. Next, we get Thrasher versus Henry Godwin. It's the match everybody's been waiting to see. And... Um, <laughs> And it, 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 Phineas interferes. It's a DQ. There's a beatdown. The match everybody's been waiting to see excellently well. We, we get a recap of the Dude Love New Age Outlaws feud. Mankind's in the bowels of the building. Cuts a promo. When you break Dude Love's ribs, it hurts me too. It's better to give than to receive. And you will receive the beating of a lifetime. It's the fight before Christmas. I'm sorry. I had to try to do the Mankind impersonation. Good job, man. We haven't heard you do one. In I know, a while. right? Uh, nice to see you put some input in this week. <laughs> Compared to last week, a whole lot more. We get a Raw exclusive. It's from when uh, Raw went off the air the previous week. It's Austin in the ring with Santa. Uh, it was supposed to be Sable because you know Sable had to sit on Santa's lap. Uh, a little boy comes uh, into the ring and Santa just runs him down. The kid says, "You're not the real Santa." Um, Austin ends up coming down, and he goes, Hey, if you're the real Santa, why don't you tell me what I asked for when I was six years old? Oh, I think it was a Barbie doll and some tiddlywinks. <laughs> what are tiddlywinks? Never mind. Just... <laughs> Sounds like a real Ray DeVito, that Santa Claus. Austin. T- <laughs> don't make me do a hat trick on that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he tells Santa to stand up so he can get a good look at him, see if he's a real Santa. Naturally, he hits the stunner and beats him down. Uh, we get a flashback to the locker room. It's Triple H and Shawn Michaels arguing because they have the title match. There's dissension there. Next, a fucking diamond in the rough. Undertaker versus The Rock. Yeah, baby. Yeah. As soon as it started, I go, I never knew this happened. And it's so early mm-hmm. on. You know, they really don't have much of a feud with each nope. other. Not at all. Even down the road, I'm yeah, saying. Like, they never really have a feud. It's it's kind of weird how you look at it, and it's it's like an untapped feud. Mm-hmm. I would have rather rock-faced Undertaker instead of the second once-in-a-lifetime match. Yeah, you really could have drawn with that, too, 
And Punk would have went on to face Cena. Jesus. All right. I don't yeah, want to talk we don't about need to rebook that just yet. Move on, move anyway, on. <laughs> The Rock cuts a quick promo. Uh, Bear comes to the ring while Taker's in the middle of doing old school. Uh, the distraction causes him to get crotched. Um, lights go out. Kane's music hits. Bear cuts a promo. Taker's actually, for the first time during this whole feud, grabs Kane by the throat, but he doesn't take it any further. Kane lays in the boots. Uh, and Bear says 98 will be the year of Kane. You think I have family problems. <laughs> Hour two, Triple H for Shawn Michaels for the <laughs> European title. Or is it? Owen Hart comes out and attacks Triple H during the entrance. He gets pulled to the back. DX is pissed off at Slaughter saying that he let it happen. The match gets delayed till later. Next, we get the New Age Outlaws. They're searching the bowels of the building. They find them. They find mankind. Yeah, mankind. They beat the shit out of them. Only it's then they turn the lights on and it's actually not mankind. So, um, yeah, they they scatter. It was great. That moment was one of those things where it's like, oh, dude, it's the cops. It's the cops. Run. So that was good. It's a fuzz. <laughs> right. Next, look, I'd be all about this whole thing until I just realized, like. While watching this episode, I was like, what is this leading to? And I forgot, and I remembered, and I'm already sad. <laughs> I know. I know. Why would you take a perfectly known historical wrestler, put pantyhose over his head, and call him something different and give him a dumb gimmick? But that's just me talking. You know what? <clears throat> that just gave me an idea for the podcast. If I put some pantyhose over my head, I could just be a different guy. Isn't that just a Tuesday night? <laughs> Wednesday, dick. Oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, next, we get Mero versus Scott Taylor. No Sable. Mero cuts a promo. Nobody's listening. Everybody's chanting Sable. And he says, You know what? It's Christmas. I'm in a giving mood. I'm going to give you what you want. Sable, come on out. He does it with some dumb rhyme. Uh, she's out in a full reindeer costume, even with the fucking, you know, the, the mascot sized head. Match starts, Sable takes the head off. Yeah, it was the first time I ever jacked off to a reindeer. Not the last. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Hey, let me ask you, did you happen to see the most recent interview with Mark Marrow? No, I didn't. I was like, let me find out who who you're having sex with or whatever. He found out it was Brock Lesnar, and he goes, that was a new meaning of forgiveness. (laughs) Did he say that? I swear to God, that's a real interview that just came out like like not too long ago. And he's like, I realized the, the meaning of forgiveness. Why? Because you were going to die? <laughs> yeah. No shit. That's how I took it. Oh, man. Marrow ends up winning. Hey, P.S. Brock, you know what? If you don't know this already, she likes this. Just, you know, go ahead. Have a good time, man. My bad. My you bad. My blessing. Thank you. Uh, t- you need condoms? Nah, no, of course you don't. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, Mero wins. Tom Brandy actually runs down. I didn't know Tom Brandy got this much airtime uh, during this time. He runs and attacks Mero. And then now that Mero's... I mean, I knew Salvatore Sincere getting <laughs> airtime, but not Tom Brandy. Exactly. Uh, For real. Like, it's it's funny how he called him out, and now they're like, Tom Brandy, Tom Brandy. I'm like, oh, we just dropped the gimmick completely. Great. Huh? I kind of like it. Um, yeah, and it's and this is the only reason this is funny is because Sable's like, oh, Mara got the shit kicked out of him. Well, he can't yell at me now. Fuck it. Takes off the reindeer costume. She's dressed as sexy Mrs. Claus. Does goes in the ring. Does my husband's knocked out. I'm a whore it out now. <laughs> okay. 
she gets on the mic and wishes everybody a very Merry Christmas, blows a kiss to the camera, and a segment. Probably better that way. Busted nuts. Busted nut. Um, next, we get a Triple H promo. He's pissed at Shawn Michaels. China just keeps whispering in his ear, and he responds to the camera. Um, man, I hope my kid used the right credit card. Next, we get 8-Ball versus Kurrigan. Cornette. Kayfabe, Cornette says, there's nothing I hate more than a motor mouth manager. JR goes, I've been saying that for years. <laughs> Cornette just goes, yeah, wait, what? Awesome <laughs> moment. so great. That, to me, was an old school Bobby Heenan gorilla monsoon <laughs> it moment. It was. I loved it. I was so glad that you caught that, too. Yeah, it was great. Hey, man, Cornette talks, I listen. Uh, yeah, Jackal cuts a promo during the match. The whole match, he's literally just on the mic. Kurrigan wins. Eight ball goes after Jackal post-match. It turns into a brawl between Truth Commission and DOA. Who gives a shit? Back to the bowels. It's the outlaws. They don't find anything. They did the funny bit, though, where they're, they're like, they've got the, the flashlights, and I think Billy trips over something. He's like, oh, shit. He's like, what the, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Stupid, but. This is what you do with a limited roster around the holidays. <laughs> Everybody that pulls multiple segments. And we're going to talk about that very soon, oh, I promise Jesus you. Jesus Christ. Uh, next, Can Shamrock versus D'Lo. Commentary makes mention that Frank Shamrock has just become the first UFC middleweight champ uh, with a 22... And Ken doesn't know Yeah, <laughs> I don't know you. Uh, yeah, Shamrock gets the tap out. Rock comes out post-match, cuts a, a promo on Shamrock. He says, within a snap of my fingers, the nation will go in there and chew you up. The Rock is a compassionate man. Fans probably want to know how I feel about the Gulf crisis. You know what? I'll get into that another time. <laughs> That's fucking great. Uh, and he offers a special challenge from The Rock to Ken Shamrock to face him at the Rumble for the IC title. Oh, I'm so excited. Because all at, that shit that you talked about the Attitude Era makes both. Tell of them. me you're not so psyched for the next couple of years. You are you not know next couple of years. Are you okay with me shitting on it each week? Because we're going to have a new segment that's within a segment. What do you think that I do? In the Monday Night what do you Wars, think I've been... <laughs> Professor's Turd of the Week. Why do you think that I take these notes so I can shit on it? I'm excited, though. I really am because I do remember the Rock-Shamrock feud. And everyone, everyone wanted Ken to win the IC title. like Only because it's a great end to the feud, but also... We know that makes Rock go on to the next part of his career. Oh, fuck yeah. Doesn't go that way, you know, but it takes time. It does, as all things do. Uh, yeah, so now we've got Shawn Michaels with China. Same thing. She's whispering. He's answering out loud. Back to the bowels again with the outlaws. This time Mankind jumps them, uh, but they're able to fight back, and they lock them in the freezer. The walk-in freezer. You know, that has a door that you can just push the button on well, the Well, they, they, yep. they, they put a padlock on it, so, I mean, they locked it. But anyway, yeah, it was what it was. But I'll tell you what, it was a sight sore better than the fucking next segment, which was Luna and Goldust coming to the ring. Goldust dressed like a Christmas tree. Luna again says he's going to express himself in verse, and he reads the night before Christmas in that lispy voice that he does on purpose, you know, that very specific voice. Uh, Santa Second part of the night where I busted a nut. 
I mean, you know, Luna wasn't that bad. You know, you take the face paint off. If paint goes on her face, paint goes on her face. Uh, Santa ends up coming out to the ring. <laughs> Santa jumps gold dust, and it's Vader Claws. Okay. Well, that didn't make today's list. Go yeah. ahead. Main event, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, European title. As you'd expect, they stall, they stall, they stall. And they go for a lockup. Commentary calls it as such, but it's basically Triple H just falling down. Triple H runs the ropes for about 10 seconds, does the weakest splash ever. Shawn Michaels falls down. Hang on. Okay, if I said that wrong, my apologies. Thank you for that. Just so we understand, in case anybody didn't necessarily see it, Shawn Michaels falls down, and now Triple H is running the ropes. For about 10 seconds, weakest splash ever, gets the three pin. They both sell it over the top. Over the top. Slaughter comes out, and the best part is... Slaughter like says it so the camera can hear it, but not loud enough so anybody in the arena or anybody in the ring can hear it. And he goes, All right, go ahead. Next week you're going to defend that title against Owen Hart. And we basically have the precursor to the finger poke of death. So my issue is this I always am so glad you brought up the finger poke of doom. I have always, every time I've seen that, and everybody's like, this was the end of WCW because they did the finger poke of doom the same night that Foley won the title. Look at, that was them just redoing something that was already technically done by Sean and Hunter. It was a click thing. (laughs) But not even that. I don't get why everybody was like, that's that's one of the main, re- that was a horrible way, and that's whatever, but all of a sudden that was the big ratings change. I'm like, no, actually, you know what, believe it or not, them doing that made me actually like the NWO storyline a little more. Wait, Wolfpack and Black and White were together all along? Okay, all right, that got me. All right, all right, all right, you got me. That was okay. But everybody said it was a bullshit thing. I don't know. I, I, I've never put too much weight to the finger poke of doom as everybody else has because Sean and fucking Hunter did it about a year and a half earlier. Yeah. So, I no, I like where you're going with this. Uh, I think, one, WWF was just on the upswing. Uh, and, you know, WCW was already kind of on the downswing. And from a story perspective, I, I still think that that was a slap in the face and it was just bullshit, especially after that whole NWO shit going on for that long. Um, but ultimately I I think it's still one of those revisionist things. You know, we talk about, you watch the Monday night war series on the the Pacock and it's, Oh, this happened. Well, that's not really how it happened. So yeah, you know what I mean? But yeah, no, I'm with you on that. But the interview (laughs) is the greatest (laughs) moment of my life. You'll start. Get it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You know what? You just, you know what? I turned it up and I took the beating that night. I'm kidding. There was no beating. No, but I, I do remember watching this. In, 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 But also, honestly, flipping back and forth because that's what we did back then, right? We did. So what was going on on Nitro? Well, it's the go-home show for Starcade, three-hour show. Uh, we get a recap of last week where DDP makes the save for Flair calling out Hennig. Uh, Brett has announced he's going to be the special ref for the Bischoff-Zabisco match. Um, we are first match fit Finley versus Eddie Guerrero fit Finley wearing the sort of road warrior shoulder pads half, um, Eddie powders at some point says, fuck you walks to the back. Finley gets the count out win. Next, we get a, a pre-record promo from the giant on Kevin Nash. 
Uh, next, we get Mang versus Mongo. I'm so happy. Regardless of the booking, regardless of where it goes, because we know it's really nowhere, I love how much Mang is being, you know, showcased. I, I fucking love it. Ridiculous. I love it. And you know what? I think, all right, here's the deal. I didn't hear stories about Haku, Mang, until later in life. Sure. And I'm saying, like, maybe 20s, yeah. right? It's it's funny because they even play into it in certain storylines, even in WWE. The, go look this up. There is a scene where Triple H goes to talk to Rikishi and Ming walks in to be with Rikishi. And Triple H is like, hey, man, it's all good. Yo, uh, <laughs> you have a good day. All right, we'll see you later, man. We're going to go out. I'm out. When he is like the king of fucking kings. You know what I'm saying? Like he's the man at this point. So... I don't think I ever recognized how much they were putting him over. So even in this era right here, I don't think I realized how much Ming was just capitalizing and, and racking up wing uh, wins like week after week. Yeah, it's insane. And like I said, I think it's, uh, you know, part of it, you know, one of the stories is that they were too scared to fire him. So they're just like, yeah, you can stay. That's fine. So we're running out of money and we need to... <laughs> Hus! Increase Hus! your pay. <laughs> Good for I him, though, man. Like, I wish I had you. that kind of... You know what? Maybe this past week, my gig wouldn't have went the way it did. <laughs> Check out the hidden track. All right, let's move on. Nitro. Fuck you, Ray DeVito. Uh, yeah, Hart crosses a distraction. Mongo uses the wooden chair on Mang. He no-sells it. The chair's, like, wrapped around his head. Then Mongo gets a metal chair, no-sells it, because you can't hit a fucking... Well, actually, he's not Samoan. Never mind. Uh, but anyway. But he is And then player. Mongo hits the, the tombstone for the win. So it sucks to see Mang, but I get it. You gotta push Mongo for whatever reason. Oh, I know why they're pushing Mongo, because this whole show there's been a spot recapping Kevin Green's the sack machine his time in WCW and then they had to bring up Reggie White for some reason cuz that was so fucking historic and important anyway you just said Kevin Green all i could see is a logo Slim of him eating Slim Jim and it says <laughs> my dickhead brother that was one of my favorite logos <laughs> when you could actually screenshot peacock uh, wasn't that the week that somebody complained uh he just died recently. You should be show a little more sympathy. Go fuck yourself. The logo or the name of the show is my dickhead brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's still one of the best ones ever. We should that should be one of our fucking shows is the top top of wrestling logos ever. <laughs> so meta. Ooh. So meta. New top topic idea. I'm in. Gene's in the ring with DDP. DDP's handing shirts out to the crowd Christmas presents. Cuts a promo on Hennig. Um, and then he makes an analogy about <laughs> Christmas presents. I don't know. Some shit. And isn't... Wait, I gotta do this. Hang on. Alright. Last week, I mentioned that Kurt Angle came to the ring on SmackDown with Gabe oh. Stevenson. Yeah. <laughs> and Lil John had to message me. He's like, bro, you hennigged the Stevenson because it's Stevenson. Oh. There's no N. It's Stevenson. And I was like, 
Well, if he was on TV more, maybe I'd fucking exactly. know. Okay. And if he was somebody I cared about. <laughs> and he wrote back long term long term booking, which is I thought was great. <laughs> like, but it's but that's me again, just taking everybody's name and effing it up. I did a Kurt Hennig to someone recent, so it's not just him. Yeah, but in all fairness, Kurt Hennig. He is... was better when he was messed up, perfect. <laughs> Well, I just, the thing is, I just don't care about I ruined your roommate's bathrobe. (laughs) (laughs) I sit next to women in my home economics class all the time. Okay, now you're switching. Now you're switching. Listen, I don't give a shit because I don't give a shit about Gabe Stevenson. You know what else I don't give a shit about? La Parker Psychosis and Silver King versus Ray Juventud Guerrero and Hector Garza. Ray gets the pin. Next fucking slide. You get Chris Benoit. I don't ben- know who. <laughs> <laughs> Next slide. Chris Benoit. Ooh, that's a that's a thing <laughs> that's, for uh, wrestling with Weezy. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping we get the first uh, the first session in for the new year. We'll see what happens here. Nice. Uh, Chris Benoit versus Hammer in, in his never ending quest to get to Raven, which will be at Starcade. Uh, Saturn ends up interfering, locks in the rings. It's a DQ. And now, for the rest of the show. It is just going to be utter chaos. The next. Us or Nitro? Nitro. Well, I mean, it's probably going to happen with us, too. Um, The NWO comes out, and they're handing out NWO Nitro shirts to the crew, asking if they're NWO. And the next 10 minutes, I mean, so long that it goes to break, we come back, and it's still happening. 10 minutes, they're taking down Every WCW Nitro logo sign, metal sign, banner down and replacing it with an NWO Nitro one. Banners falling. Screw by screw. Oh, legit. You hear fucking power tools going the whole time. The best part is Scott Norton. He's like, Scott, you're the big dude. Go get go get that big metal W and pick it up and toss it aside. <laughs> My question is, did they think this was going to go over? All right. In six days, this will get people buying the (laughs) pay-per-view. I didn't understand it. It bothered me. This is something you did in 96. Right now, it's just you're grasping. You are really reaching. The the premise is is that the Zabisco-Bischoff matches for control of Nitro. So if Bischoff wins, it'll be NWO Nitro. So they're preemptively taking over. Cue motion of Jack. Yep, off. pretty much. Cue that indeed. Uh, no reindeers involved this time, <laughs> but still. Uh, we hit hour two, and, and there's a new video package for NWO Nitro. <clears throat> Bischoff comes to the ring on a motorcycle, and NWO follows. They've got a gift for Hogan. You get papers falling from this guy. It's, it's, it's hilarious because Bischoff asks three times for the gift to be brought out. And he's like, ah, fuck it. It's a motorcycle. And, but it's not just one motorcycle. Was the mic not reaching to the I back? Know, right? But it's not just one motorcycle. It's two motorcycles. One's got uh, Hollywood Hogan spray-painted on the gas tank. I'm not going to lie. It did look pretty fucking cool. Not a motorcycle guy, but I thought it looked cool. Uh, and then they have a super stretch convertible limo that has a hot tub with two broads in it. I'm sorry, young women. So, yeah, Bischoff, Rude, and Kevin Nash. There's four titties. That's smattering. Uh, takeover commentary. All of a sudden, we go to the back, and it's J.J. Dillon confronting Rick Steiner and DiBiase in the parking garage. 
uh, you know, as oh, what they're doing is crazy. Uh, you know, if you choose not to not to go out there, there's not going to be any repercussions. And Rick says, hey, you know what? This is our chance to see how tough they are. So Rick goes out with Ted DiBiase. It's Rick Steiner versus Scott Norton. Naturally, Vincent interferes. It's a DQ. Scotty comes out to make the save. Uh, and then Trailer comes out to assist. Scotty cut his hair and has a mustache. What do you think? We're four months away, maybe? Yeah. Is that about right? Just about. I think it's February. Really? Okay, so really only like maybe two and a half months. Okay. I thought it was April. Okay, well, we'll find out soon enough. But anyway, new look for Scotty. We haven't seen him in a while, uh, unless, you know, we're just blowing past the tag matches because we usually do because it's usually against Harlem Heat. It's like it's this week. It's public enemy versus Harlem Heat versus Steiner Brothers versus (laughs) the faces of fear. It's all interchangeable and enough for us to fast forward through enough that it's basically our this time, what, acclaimed and. Swirly. Oh, Jesus, yeah. If we're lucky. Uh, next, you get Disco Shit Stain versus Kurt Hennig for the U.S. title. Because apparently they want to keep the TV title. I had shit on my shoes once. Mama said it's good luck. It happens. What, shit? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Forrest Gump retains the U.S. title. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that's what we're calling Disco Inferno. <laughs> or I mean, Kurt Kurt- Hennig. Right, <laughs> Hennig. Well, uh, you said retains a U.S. title. And you I said gotcha. Forrest Gump, and I was like, it's got to be Disco. Because uh, he's quite a... Never mind. Next, we get something we haven't gotten quite some time from Bobby Heenan, and that's true heel sniveling Heenan. He comes out to commentary, wants to talk business. He kisses Bischoff's ass. He says, I left the WWF to work with you. I thought that was, you're the Donald Trump of wrestling. I want to be with NWO Nitro. I got to be a part of being number one. Bischoff says, shut the fuck up. Nash is like, hey, Heenan, you can take my chair. I'm going to go to the back and take a nap or something. I don't know. (laughs) I love this segment, okay? Because how it goes, where it leads to everything, phenomenal. I love this whole song. Yeah, you can't not love Bobby Heenan. You know? Shut up. <laughs> All right. You're good. Get on the get on the commentary. That's how Bischoff acts to Heenan. It was great. Jesus Christ, shut up. Yeah, he went on a I rant. I love this. Yeah, it was yep. great. Uh, next, we get Harlem Heat versus Lodi and Riggs. Harlem Heat win. Next, we get Jericho versus Buff. Because he's the stuff. Tanay is back on commentary at this point. Uh, and Buff wins. As you might expect, the NWO is back to the ring. Uh, at some point, they grabbed a sign from somebody in the crowd, as they typically do. This one said, Vince fears Hogan. Uh, they made a special ring for Hogan, and it's a replica of that world heavyweight title. I thought it's pretty badass. I want one of those fucking things. I bet you that boy has a cock ring like that. Oh, that boy has it, dude. He, well, if it was a cock ring, you wouldn't know because, you know, small. You have to be able to see your own dick. Not go over on the mountain, up around the bend. Jesus, Anthony, sit down. (laughs) 
Fucking Ray DeVito. All right, let's go. Uh, uh, <laughs> then they unfurl a banner. It's a, a banner of Hulk being on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He's the only wrestler to ever be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Then they do another banner, and it's a still of him choking out Rocky from Rocky Three, Thunderlips. And in me ball. <laughs> That's the name of the game. Uh, Macho comes down to the ring for a match with Luger. There's a ref bump. Buff attacks the, while the ref is down. Nash joins in. Mox giants a choke slam taunt. Hits the power bomb. Macho hits the elbow. Ref wakes up conveniently to count three. Macho gets the win. My favorite part of the night, the main event. Hogan and Bischoff are back to the ring because they haven't been there enough. Uh, crew member comes out. He has a gift for Hogan. Funny how you call it a main event. A main event is generally okay. a match. To it's me, the last you're talking segment. I understand. Our yes. night promo. Yes, you are 100% accurate. Yes. Thank you. But that's what's really sad about Attitude right. Era. Exactly. Can't wait to shit on this weekly. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Hogan's all excited. He thanks Bischoff. Bischoff's like, I if I can get it for you. The limo comes back out. Bret Hart's randomly in the fucking limo. <laughs> so... Then we go back to the ring. Hogan's opened the box. It is a severed Hogan head. 187 style. And are you done? <laughs> Classic. Yeah, see, you didn't think I knew that one, did you? No, I knew you did. Stupid that might, gato. That's why I threw it out there. That's, <laughs> that's the fucking, point. Yeah. Um, and he's doing the worst Kevin McAllister. And then Bret Hart just gets out, does that fucking shit-eating grin just with his sunglasses and his leather coat, and I love it. He fucking popped the collar on the coat while he was walking to the ring. And then he finds it. Fa- oh, he fucking finds Hey. He kicked he kicked the uh kicked the leg out of the jukebox leg. on the way in. <laughs> and as he's walking to the ring, he's just standing there minding his own business. You look at the ramp. There's Sting on a zip line, and he zip lines towards the ring. He gets about halfway there, maybe three quarters. We'll see you at Starcade. <laughs> I hate their send offs. <laughs> I swear it's horrible. But I was like, how's that going to end? Uh, I'll buy the pay per view. No, for real. All right, look at I never bought, I only bought one WCW pay per view. Bye, I. I look at if I had my parents buy it, fuck you, fuck me, fuck them, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Someone bought it and I had it in that in that house. Starcade '96 was mine. Starcade '97 was at my buddy Spade's house, and man, everyone was just ready for Sting to take over. Man, everybody was hot and ready. So, you know, he's gonna be in great shape when he gets to this match. I can't wait to rehash it next week, but. You know what? We had a lot of great holiday moments already talking about this week. And this week's top topic, we're doing just that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... Three handle family grenade. It's me, Austin. Just what they think. They got the 
answers, I change the questions. I did it for the rock. This week's top topic. You know something mean, Gene? John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. <laughs> the Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheel and dealing. What? Limousine right. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. If you smell. Following ranking order and final decisions are a completely bias-based order. Based off, the professor and ODM made it. And as always, they like to let you know they have not worked in the business, but have been lifelong invested fans much like you, our listeners. With not only their opinions involved, but with countless amount of hours of research done each week, they make sure to provide proper facts and history to back it up. However, they do know that your opinion may vary from theirs. If there is anything you want to chat about, bring to their attention. If there is something they missed or forgot, or you just want to let them know they are out of their freaking minds, feel free to shoot them a message on Facebook or Twitter, or email them at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com. As always, they do appreciate all feedback and continued support. At the end of the day, they want to make sure that you do see the best of the best before you die. And now, this week's top topic. On a night test face the great one, this is what he'll see. Wow. <laughs> 12 sharpshooters stinging, 11 eyebrows raising, 10 spines a-busting, 9 noggins knocking, 8 kicks a-kicking, 7 punches punching, 6 suplex smashing, 5 seconds of the people chanting The Rock's name. <laughs> Four rock bottoms, three people's elbows on your two buck teeth, and a kicking all over New Orleans. Yeah. King, there's only one rock. <laughs> I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just... All right, I'm done. All right. Look at man, it is the wrestling <laughs> holiday moments of all time. I'm a very big fan of the holidays. I don't know about you, man, man. Like Christmas time, the the season of joy, the season of giving. But in the way of wrestling, it's the season of beatings. Problem is, 9.9 out of 10 each time, it's going to be a dog shit moment. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about the holiday moments of wrestling. You may not know this ODM, but this is one of the first times we've actually been able to talk during the Christmas time, man. Normally we're on break or on break cases, but <laughs> this is the never ending season five. Mm-hmm. We're here. Let's talk about some wrestling moments of the holidays, the season beatings, if you will. I'm going to hit some highs, some lows. I'm going random at best. One of my very first ones I remember growing up was if you bought no holes barred, it would be a no holes barred Christmas. As Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake took on Macho Man Randy Savage and Zeus. In a 15-foot-high steel cage. And if you bought the match, you bought the movie. Remember, uh, what is it? Uh, pay-per-view choice or preview choice, whatever it was. Play or whatever it was know. back in the day. Uh, 
Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Had it, bought it, had it on VHS. One of my fondest <sighs> Christmas memories. They even tease it in the 1989 Survivor Series, being like, it's going to be a big holiday thing. But again, we're going to talk about some highs, some lows. That's one of my favorite ones because it was one of my first Christmas wrestling memories. Yeah, you know, I let's go random. Yeah, I don't remember if okay. I don't remember if I did the whole movie and pay per view. I definitely remember the pay per view. I remember the cage match, uh, but I think I might have already seen the movie. There was a way of getting it on pay per view, or it was like player's choice previous choice whatever the fuck it was named and i can't remember but whatever it was it was a way you got both of them at the same time and i had it you know back to back like as soon as the movie ended it was the match you know what sometimes for christmas you want your family to get back together sometimes you want the girl that you went to high school with to love you again basically every hallmark movie Mm. You know what Hornswoggle wanted? A voice. One time around Christmas on Raw, he asked Santa for a voice, and that's when Hornswoggle was officially gifted a voice. We're off and running with the Christmas holiday moments here in wrestling. 1995, a good moment. Ted DiBiase came to In Your House season beatings, beating up Savio Vega with... Santa Claus, spelled with an X and a K. He was not from the North Pole. He was from the South Pole. He was the evil brother of St. Nicholas. This is also the same era of plumbers, garbage men, baseball, all that shit that we had as characters. So let's not be too shocked. Let's move down the line. In 2008, Santino Morella. He is on Raw and he is telling everybody, I'm going to tell you all about the real Santa Claus. Out comes John Cena to defend all the little boys and little girls. And he says, Ajanachena. What is your issue? That's what I loved about Santino ever talking to John Cena was Ajanachena. It ended up being, if if I beat you tonight in a tag match, I get to reveal Santa's secret. So it was Santino and Beth Phoenix, the Glamazon, right? They had a good team going there with John Cena and a one-night returning Trish Stratus. John Cena saves Christmas. One of my early memories of Christmas was TV-wise prime time we're talking about Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon they spent an entire episode right before Christmas where Bobby was trying to prove that Santa wasn't real and Roddy Piper was there for the kids as well as for everybody in the world to prove that he is indeed a really jolly Saint Fat Nick mother yeah, that was the, he was going to prove it a great back and forth hour episode of just shticks and humor and fun. Bobby Keenan playing the heel in this whole situation. You already know it's worth the watch mm-hmm. because he's going to, he plays the part absolutely well in 
<laughs> well, it, there was one point where the Alliance did an early Christmas party, you know, before they lost that Survivor Series. And it was the WWF's holiday version versus Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Alliance version where Austin had a holiday sing-off. One I remember very fondly was... All right, so you had back in the day, in 2009, we had our draft, right? You're on a roster, that's where you're at. Somehow, Chris Jericho and the Big Show, being on opposite brands, became tag team champions together. But they couldn't be on each other on each other's same show unless they were defending the title. Big Show, oh, I just wish I for Christmas I could have... Chris Jericho on my show. It would be just such a great night here. And the ruse was that Chris Jericho was Santa the whole time. And they had their own little Christmas moment pulling a ruse on the fans. Did they, did they like try to, cause I don't remember that segment. Did they try to like, like they made it, did they make it obvious it was Jericho, but he never took the, the mask off or whatever, basically it was. Nope. Nope. It was a perfect lead up that you could tell. And then the voice started to come through a little clearer and then certain words that he said, and then reveals himself to be Jericho. Gotcha. Also in the same year, that is when WWE shop, Went full-blown DX merchandise hawking logos, or logo time, you know, where they're just throwing, oh, you should buy this, you should buy that. We don't talk about cocks anymore, we talk about peepees. They were all just a completely different version of the DX that they used to be from, well, the version we're watching right now. But it was it was kind of a funny promo back in 2009, not going to lie. But... Again, back and forth, some good times. There was a time where Stone Cold Steve Austin dressed up as Santa Claus, or Santa Claus and stunned Vince McMahon. That would be at the Tribute to the Troops in 2003. Not Austin's final run-in when it comes to being with Santa. Another great moment would be The Rock. Remember in 2000 he had on SmackDown his... Rock's version of 12 Days of Christmas. We got the shoot, the sharpshooters, so many elbows, eyebrows, rock bottoms. His own version. But The Rock is The Rock. When he does anything musically, everybody fucking loves it. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, it's like Weird Al. He was, he's parodying things, and you're like, oh, my God, that's so funny. <laughs> Just like that. Armageddon 2005, Kurt Angle, yeah, he put Santa in the ankle lock because they had to kill some time on a pay-per-view. That's real. In 2013, we had Santa versus Santa as Mark Henry Santa took on Damian Sandow Santa. Do I know who won? Do I know who lost? Do I care? In 2012, Alberto Del Rio was driving into the arena... And ran over Santa Claus. And they spent an entire episode like, is Santa going to make it or not? Santa was fully. Santa was fine. And he came back and he even helped Cena win the match at the end of the night. I didn't say any of the stuff was absolutely No, that's perfectly fine. I'm just naming holiday stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All depends on who the talent is because it's all garbage. But at least if the talent's good, it's something. So a couple of more would be the 
look at it throughout the years, several stupid, 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 stupid miracle on 34th Street fight matches mm-hmm. that they have. I think they even have one coming up this Friday with Imperium, Braun Strowman, and Ricochet. Yay. Yeah. You played off the name of something. In Christmas Eve 2001, Vince and Ric Flair. This is when the drafts were real big and he was just getting in there being the consortium to the WWF at the time. They had their own two little parties and Ric Flair's obviously rocked versus Vince's. In 2013, here's a fun one. If you ever thought Who would be the best duo to win a singing carol tournament? My money is you aren't going to say Santino and Great Khali. But goddammit, if they didn't sing, Deck the halls with Prasha Okay, I sing. (laughs) Dude, it's. Absolutely horrible, but they won the singing competition. And that tells you where the holidays go to. But the three moments that came up that are probably the biggest and actual best of all time. DX pulls a ruse on Sergeant Slaughter with the European Championship. The second would be DX's... uh, Oh, I'm sorry. uh, Steve Austin giving the... Stone Cold Stunner to Santa and Sting gifting Hollywood Hulk Hogan with a severed head of himself. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Good night, folks. (laughs) See you at Starcade. See you at Starcade. Look, honestly, I, I absolutely think it's weird that how the holidays have been treated throughout wrestling. It's weird because it's like they are totally phoning it in. And they don't even care if you call. Yeah, no, we were phoning it in. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's why we did that. That's why Santino and Greg Kali won that. Randy Orton didn't win the singing competition. He's about to win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Santino, you're all about deck the halls. It's funny just because I was just listening to Cornette and uh, he was talking about, they were talking about holiday shows, how they used to run in the territories and they used to be big. They dropped the price and it was like end of the year thing and, you know, families would go check them out and now it's, you know, it's just not the same anymore, so you don't really get that anymore. No. It's just shtick. Ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun. Thanks for listening to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I am the professor. Personally, I would love to wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Well, no, we'll see you back next week for the New Year show, but a very, very Merry Christmas. Hope you guys all have a great time for the holidays. I bid you a farewell. ODM, well, generally, he's a guy who is of many words, but he's going to leave us with just five. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. 
Your hosts are the Professor Mark Plantasia and ODM Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing the Analyst Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopwrestling at gmail.com. Very skinny. Coke, yeah, coke coked version. out. Coked out Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we're both like, well, coke. Obviously, coke. Couldn't have been a Karen Carpenter Dude, eating disorder you, thing. It had to be did coke. Did you see Road Dog start talking shit? Oh, AJ Styles is a better wrestler than Bret Hart. Bro, go fuck yourself. Yo, he show. also said that he himself was a better entertainer I, we, yeah, than... Yeah, we talked about I that, I think, some, during one of the news things. He's yeah. a piece yeah, of he's a shit. Dumbass. Fuck him. Stop sucking Triple H's You dog. know what he's trying to do? Dude, he's just trying to be relevant because right now Billy Gunn is just walking around scissoring a guy yeah. and he's more and over he's right now in, in his late 50s. He's fucking he, better oh shape God, than most yeah. of their fucking wrestlers. Yeah, that's the other thing that I forgot. Well, that's to... what happens when you told him he can't use steroids. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, dude, that's one of the things I forgot to mention. Sean in Playgirl. <laughs> yeah. That's stupid. And Mandy has the same looking pictures. I know. Who did it better, Mandy or Sean? Yeah. <laughs> I just kept laughing at it. <laughs> I missed everything because I was just connecting to my VPN and it cut you out. So I missed your entire story. You laughed. I said something <laughs> or didn't say something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is this going to be like last week's show? <laughs> no, I'm, no. I said, hey, man, this, this part, it's not my fault. <laughs> no, it was the uh, it was your description last week of. News, not with ODM, blah, 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 not with ODM. Like, it, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought was you laughing at that. I thought that was Everything hysterical. was without, oh, and I, what did I say? Bring it to Bring the table. Bring it to the table. He actually he contributed to this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to call. And I fucking should have known. Dude, I should have fucking known. I went to the gas station to get beer before this. The lady's like, are you familiar with the phrase, people never cease to amaze me? I go, I work in IT. Yeah, I'm very familiar with that phrase. And fucking here we are. You want to hear something funny? I didn't hear anything except for, oh, and here we are. <laughs> I debated when I was going to tell you the story, too. I was like, did I wait to the show or whatever? But then it had been on my mind all Saturday. 
So can I just tell you that I remember the one show, there was one show that I was at for you where it didn't go well. It was on Winton. It was where the, like the 80 year old flashed you at the end of the show. Oh my God. Oh Didn't the god. guy like? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! And yeah, the show stopped like halfway through. It did, yeah, right. It was only because the place was dead as balls. Right, it was, yeah. And I'm okay with that. I have had that where, but it's like an agreement because I will be the one to go to the bar manager or owner and go, look, there's no sense in me playing this entire gig and you paying me all of my money. Right. Let's cut both of our losses. Give me half my bill or half my money, mm. and I go home. Everybody loves that option because I'm willing to work. I don't want to fuck you guys over as much sure. as, you know, anything. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But it's funny you bring that up. I'm a very professional person when it comes to my business out there. Right. I don't fuck around. Anybody that's ever played with me, I I say, like, you tell me I'm a diva, whatever you want. We're all on my name tonight. I'm the one that got us the gig, whether it's mid-card, whatever it was. We're here because of me. And I intend to have a good relationship with these people. Mm-hmm. Get your keep your shit together. Absolutely. I had to yell at, at Dan one time. Not yeah, exactly. Well, I'm saying I had to yell at a couple of guys. Someone doing a little too much of this or that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, fucking, it's like drugs, sex, rock and roll, dude. The drugs was never me. It was everybody else in my fucking band. <laughs> well, so but that plays a good piece to this. Okay, I get to the gig on Friday. Mm-hmm. Where where and is the venue? What city? What town? Here in Pulaski, New York. Oh, it is okay. Oh, yeah, my man. And I have no problem bashing the balls out of it. It's called The End Zone. And it's owned by this, you know, you, on, on during the, the Bills game, you said, there's a lot of touch hole fans that are out there for the Dolphins. Dolphins coach will and, say touch hole, yeah. Yeah, and I said, you know what, man? That's an excellent segue for this week's show. I have a touch hole to talk about. Um, look at man. I have been playing... Next month will be my 20th year playing, getting my own shows. I mean, I, I had done at 15 doing like in the bars, like at uh, uh, open mics and shit. But first getting my own gig, everything was 2003. And this is the very first time I've ever had any form of an issue, argument, or anything with a bar manager, owner, anything. Mm-hmm. Because I swallow my pride. Mm-hmm. I'll call, I'll go to someone else and be like, that person's a cunt, you know, but I'm not going to do it to the manager or whatever. Right. So anyway, I've played this place since April or May. Oh no, I'm sorry. Since uh, about June or July, I've played here now six, maybe seven times. Okay. Keep that in mind. Hmm. This bar owner, this Danny DeVito motherfucker. (laughs) Size, stature counts, even hair. He comes up to me um, and he says, hey, man, uh, around 8 o'clock. All right, I'm playing 7 to 11. Quick stance here on how my shows go. You already know, but for anybody listening, my my gigs are, if I'm doing a four-hour show, I go two solid, very hard hours. And then I will take a 30-minute break and come back for another solid 90. Mm-hmm. So I did 7 to 11 this night, supposed supposed to be doing 7 to 11 this night, and Ray, the owner, comes, Ray DeVito comes up to me, and that's what we're going to call him here on this fucking show, Ray DeVito. 
this guy comes up to me at about maybe 7.40 and goes, hey, man, around 8 o'clock, I was thinking about giving a speech to everybody. Okay, yeah, no problem, man. Absolutely. Now, I'm. Uh, it was a Christmas party slash like anniversary party for the bar, and it is a very local bar. You know what I'm talking about, like oh, those yeah. bars that it's like the same 30 people in there if every I walked, time, every day. If I walked in there, the record would scratch and everybody would look at the door. Exactly. I mean, yeah. dude, we, I played Somerville Grill. You saw the continuation <laughs> of the same people week after week. I was week one of the people week. that would look at the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Otis, my man. So <laughs> I, so I, I, I'm, I'm playing. I go, yeah, yeah, no problem. Now, the bartender, this girl, Ashley, goes, play Mr. Big to be with you. And I go, oh, my God. Yeah. I haven't played that in like 10 years, right? man. And I go, I think think i could probably pull it off or whatever ray devito out of nowhere just goes don't be a pussy you know what's funny we don't have that relationship <laughs> yeah. um i deal with his son his okay. son is an amazing person That's soul good. great kid i'll cool. get into that soon he's about maybe 10 years younger than me um and he it, so i've dealt with ray like twice with him paying me Mm-hmm. And that's it. Of course, you know me. Hold on, little girl. Fucking, I'll hit it. I'll fucking do this shit. Man, it was on. Yeah. Now, before I go on to this part, after Mr. Big, he walks up and gives me an envelope. It's my pay. He's known to actually, the last couple of times I've seen him, he tends to pay me uh-huh. um, like early on. Oh, okay. So no. it was your full pay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And no manager, bar owner, anything has ever done that. Most are like, it's at the end of the night. Yeah, of course. I believe a band member completely uh, unnamed, but at a hometown bar will just say that. He's like, hey, can I get my pay now so I can go get drugs? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you need to name them. There's a couple suspects there. Anyway, so this is where it's going to get real fun. So, oh, I want to say this. I'm on, bro. Mm -hmm. I am on. I haven't fucked up my singing, my uh, my guitar playing. I mean, I haven't messed a note up. And I've even said to myself, "Mm, you got this. Now, again, I started at 7. At 8 o'clock, guess what's playing in the corner? WWE SmackDown on Fox. I was like, fucking A. This day is just getting better and better. Right. I'm not drinking, by the way. I'm not drinking at all. I don't drink and drive. Also... I don't like to drink that much at shows. I'm, I'm there for a reason to sure. perform, to work. I mean, I'll have a buzz if I need to, if I have a drive, uh, someone driving or whatever, but sure. Yeah. Anyway. I, I, yeah, I know. I know the routine. I got gotcha. you. But the fucking 12 pack of chicken nuggets came in handy right before the, the gig began. Naturally. So anyway, I opened up because it is their holiday party. I'm in a button-down dress shirt that has Christmas lights all over it. Not like actual real physical ones, just it sure. looks like bulbs on the shirt. In print. Mm-hmm. I open up with someone I absolutely fucking hate. Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah. But I opened with Santa Claus is coming mm-hmm. to town. Yeah. And I rocked the piss out of it. This... I even did the, you better be good for, (laughs) right? And I was, everybody was dancing on the first song. To say they're in the palm of my hand, I'm not being sarcastic. It was on. 
I couldn't have a bad show. And all I'm thinking is, at 9 o'clock, I'm going to go up to Sammy, the bartender, and talk about that chicken bacon ranch quesadilla that I want, I want at the end. Absolutely. And they have the food's decent, right? And that, that's part of my thing is she'll give me some food. Um, and then I'm also going to go warm up a batch of chicken nuggets. At this point, at 8 o'clock, he gets up, starts doing his speech like he said he was going to, right? As soon as he got up there, I said, hey, having an issue with this mic, um, trying not to touch it too much. I said, it's kind of shortened. The cable being weird. And he goes, do you mind? And literally his first response, do you mind if I take this mic off and uh, hold it? Yes, I do. Um, It's wrapped around there for a reason. Just keep it right there. And he starts to hold on to this thing, moving around, talking up and down, moving it left and right. As if it was like the bar in a shower. You know what I'm saying? Like holding it really fucking hard. And I was like, all right, whatever. We're good. And I kind of let him do it. And I leaned in. I go, hey, man, easy on the mic. And he looks over his shoulder. That's it. Goes back. Part of the speech. And thanks to Greg for bringing his wife with with her huge fucking tits. You know, Joe Biden can go fuck himself. And uh, it's it. So we already know where we're at with the speeches. This dude fucking bombed. Speaking clearly, but I know he's bombed. Mm-hmm. He steps off the mic. I start playing again. Thank God. 15 minutes later, he comes up and goes, hey, man, can I, uh, I want to, I want to thank a couple more people. I go, okay. Hey, do me a favor, man. Easy on this mic right here. I'm really having issues with this tonight. And I am, but I'm low key just dealing with it in my own head. Mm. I didn't think it's one of those things where you're like, well, I got it under control. It's my own equipment. I don't have to worry about shit. But at the same point, yeah. So he starts to grab onto the fucking mic and starts talking and he's pulling, and I heard it cut out at one point, and I lean in, and I go, hey, man, could you uh, easy on that thing right there? You see it starting to come loose. And he goes, Fantasia's bitching at me on the <laughs> mic. And I go, whatever. So I kind of turn back and start fidgeting with buttons that aren't fucking there. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, just yeah. I'm like, let this time pass. He then... I look over, and he uh, is doing it more and more, and I lean, and I go, can you do me a favor and quit pulling on that mic? And he goes, quit pulling my fucking dick. Okay. Hmm. I'm asking you nicely to just be cool with my equipment right now, man. It's just a respectful thing. And I'm not kidding you right now. To you, Joe, my friend. I'm not talking professor to ODM. This is Mark and Joe. This is how I'm talking to him. This tone. This whisper. Doing a show. Come on. And he literally has his... Uh, forearm right at my stomach and shoves me not hard but like that little and he goes just get the fuck out of here he's like he goes you're being an asshole and I go what and he starts walking away and I'm I go wow compose 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 all right I'm about to play American Girl from Tom Petty just get something something I'll beat just whatever yep and as I go do it I want to describe a mic stand for anybody listening but also for you to understand think of the mic stand you have one bar going up and the one that comes to me so you have the one that is a 90-degree angle coming right at my face, right? Mm-hmm. From 180 degrees the opposite side, he tried to grab the mic to talk one more time, right? So I'm saying like the opposite side, almost like reaching over a fucking yeah. mic with his arm length to bring it back to her. And I put my hand on it and I go, I asked you repeatedly to be cool with this equipment, man. And he goes, you're being a real fucking asshole. And I go, how about this? And I did my sarcastic laugh 
like you'll know what I mean when I say it. Like, oh, I go, yeah. <laughs> look, I go, how about I just play some music I'm, like I'm paid to do, okay? And I back up. Bam, I hit blister in the sun. Dude, everybody starts moving, dancing, singing along, getting into it. I'm watching him like a fucking hawk. He's walking around person to person, pointing at me, pointing at me. And I go, huh. Now, look, and I'm going to say 20 plus years playing live, I learned to read lips in some good ways. Didn't need to read lips. I read motion. Then I get into Fortunate Son from CCR and he comes to the table directly next to me. I'm talking like no bullshit. I know where you're sitting right now. You to your fucking door Mm. in that room. And he is pointing with his thumb backwards at me. And the guy goes, it's your fucking bar. You can do anything you want to. And I go, wow. Oh, boy. Like, so that's what we're dealing with. So then he looks over at me and I happen to be in the breakdown of fortunate son. Mm-hmm. And then, and I lean into him and I go, yo, can we be professional tonight, man? And he goes, this is your last fucking song. You're done right after this. And when I say I stopped on the F chord, like a mid fucking stroke. Are you serious right now, man? He goes, no, you're fucking done. You'll never play in this fucking town again. Pack your shit up and get the fuck out of here. I go, are you? S- <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, I uh, have a good night. I turn the mic off. Whoa, oh, oh, what's up? I have like another fucking technical two hours to left to the, the rest of the night. You know what I'm saying? I go, what the fuck, man? And he goes, you're a fucking idiot, you piece of shit. And I go, what? And I go, what is your fucking deal? All I asked you to do, and he goes, nah, you'll, you'll never play in this town again. And this dude, Jim, comes over. Now, I've met Jim a couple of times, right? Mm-hmm. Not a couple times. I'm sorry. Let me back that the fuck up. First, this twat muscle is fucking dancing and singing to me playing Pink Floyd 35 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And he's play, I've played so many parties that he's at, bars, things like that, and we're, I, we know each other. Mark, man, what's going on? I go, I don't know, man. He's losing it right now, and I'm just, I'm, he wants me to go. I'm going to go. And he goes, Jim. Go to the other side of the fucking bar. Ray DeVito made a guy who's easily a foot and a half taller than him put his goddamn tail between his legs and legit walk to the other side of the bar. And I go, what? It's like if you told your dog to go to the cage because they pissed on the ground or whatever. They're in trouble. Whatever the fuck it is. And now this guy starts hurling insults at me. Nobody here even fucking likes you. Okay. How many times have we now, 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 now clarify here. I, I'm sorry, just because multiple people are entering now. So who's who's saying this? DeVito or Back Jim? to Ray. Ray is the one that right. Ray's mm-hmm. the only one hurling any form of an insult. But All Jim right. left. Jim went to the other side of the bar. What a bitch. Ray's like, nobody here fucking likes you. Why is it my seventh fucking time playing then here? And it sounds like one you know, it's like when a, a drunk guy is drunk and he's yelling at his wife and he's like nobody fucking likes you at the party and and, and you're saying the dumbest shit in the world because you're just trying to see if you could sting someone right you'll never play this town again and I did the goddamn Scott Hall fingers my man (laughs) and I went like this and I go woo swear to god Joe that is the only thing I did at all but then he proceeds to call me a hippie Oh God! Okay. Wow, you really, you really nailed that one. <laughs> I was like, "Thanks for a, an honest, very straight up, right description." Um, call me an asshole, shit. But then, 
he was calling me all these names one by one by one by one, right? In a sentence, like random. And then one sentence, he decided to string them all together. And he goes, but he threw a new one in there. Gaylord. You fucking gay, idiot, fucking hippie <laughs> asshole. <laughs> the only thing missing from this was him calling me a liberal, likely. Yeah, you know, know what I'm saying? Like, it's I kind of, that's where we're at. Like that. yeah. Guess what? Called you a liberal? His son is gay. His son? Wait. And so is two of his bartenders. So now, he has said this to me. I have two things in my mind. One, everybody's going to remember my responses, my actions. I'm outnumbered. Friends, no one's here tonight that I, I actually know. And wait, hang on, I'll give you one, give me one second. I don't know anybody here really right now. So right. if he gets in my face and touches me and I even put a hand on him, You're they good. all love him. I just watched his minion go to the other side of the fucking yeah. bar like a bitch. Right. And I go, I got to get out of here with my equipment uh. and just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Second thing in my mind. I'm already paid. Mm -hmm. Shut your mouth and fucking go home. Fuck yeah. And I had to convince this one little dick, this kid. And I go, yo, come here, man. I need your help. We've seen each other a couple of times at this bar. And I go, I need your help getting out there. And, and I go, go grab Jim. He goes, Jim said he's not allowed to. I go, <laughs> I go, you're all letting your alcoholism run over your morality right now. We're good. He fucking says, I, I don't know. I go, I am begging you right now on our friendship. I need your help. He's not my fucking friend. Right. I don't I don't even think I even know the kid's last name. I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know who you are. He picks up my poles and he goes, is this good? And I go, and I have fucking the two guitars, a speaker, a fucking guitar pedal, guitar pedal and all stuff. I go, nope. And I just kept loading things on him. And I'm trying to get it out of the bar. And the bar owner now comes nearly towards the door staring, like arms crossed and kind of smiling or whatever. I have everything in my hand other than my one guitar and I just start kicking it towards the door. Why am I putting, why am I doing this like this? I can't leave one thing behind for five seconds to go get my goddamn car. Exactly. I don't trust him or anybody right now. Smart move. And God bless this one lady. She goes, come here. I got it. And she picked up the guitar and walked all the way to the, my car with me. Nice. I got all my stuff out of there. And so what's funny is that, and I'm going to have you answer, ask your question in a second, but things blew up. Even after this. But go ahead. What was your question? You, you referenced something about the son and two of the bartenders. I must have missed it. I thought you said they were dead. Gay. Oh. Oh, that's nope. weird. His son is openly gay. Oh, so he's his, a fucking... And so, so is two. So, was he wearing oh, yeah. a MAGA hat by any chance while he was... The dude, right? I swear to God. But he's, he's this little fucking guy that you know he jumps up to get into his fucking truck. That guy. <laughs> that's who we're talking about here, man. I swear to God, I've never in my life had it, and it's a real thing. An angel and a devil on my shoulders. Do it. Don't do it. Headbutt it. You can go to fucking jail for the night. Uh, we don't have the kind of money right now. Fucking do it. Who cares? You know what? No one has put this motherfucker in this place like this. Be the one right now. <laughs> nope. You'll probably lose all your equipment and everything tonight in one fell swoop on that one. I literally was like arguing with myself and I just had to keep it all in. Admittedly, this is not any pussy shit or whatever. I sat in the car for 10 minutes because I now all my emotions have come to like uh, uh, my body and I, I went into like a fucking shake convulsion. I was right. like... Yeah, your, your, your gear and your money alone, if I were in your position, I would have been like, nope, not worth it. I'm hitting the gas and I'm out. Yeah, but when I got to the car, I just had to sit because I was like freaking the fuck out. Now, 
I'm not even home. And this girl I know, one of the ones that got me the gig originally, this girl, mm-hmm. Jesse, and she's big named in this town here. She goes, oh, I just heard what the fuck happened. <laughs> the Sammy that the was fast. Mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sammy, the bartender, and a bunch of other people were like, this is bullshit. And she ends up putting up a post that says, don't own a bar if you drink and can't know how to do business at the same time. P.S. looking for a new bar. Nice. And it started so much shit that she said, like, three different bar managers in the area are like, hey, what's going on? And she told them the story. And they're like, well, we'll bring them in and all this shit. And I was like, I'll never play in this town again, huh? That's the name of my next fucking tour, you dickhead. (laughs) Bro. I've never wanted to beat someone's ass I so bad. And you know me. I mean, like, look at I'll get in a fight if people are coming to me. Mm. I don't seek a fight, man. That one right there, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to jail tonight. I'm going to have to pick this little fucking guy up and throw him across the bar. In his own bar. Yikes. <sighs> Bro. So then Saturday, of all things... Just dealing with it all morning. You know what I mean? Sure. Come to find out, he said he doesn't remember any of it. Not to me. He said this to some other people. Uh-huh. His son. Because his son and I messaged back and forth. He was apologizing up and down. I said, yo, man, you're a fucking amazing person to work with. Don't worry about it. He's like, I'm so sorry. I said, don't apologize for your family, man. I don't for mine. You know? Like, fuck it. So, but then come to find out, he confronted his dad and he... uh Actually, it doesn't remember a fucking thing. Well, there's a fucking surprise. How awesome was that? I mean, I know it's a long-ass story, but let me tell you right now, that was an uncomfortable 45 minutes. Dude, I bet I would have been shitting myself. Not because, hey, listen, man, I'll take on the world. I don't give a fuck. But in that particular scenario, especially where you are... They don't Outnumbered give a fuck. and everything. They don't give a fuck, dude. You'll be dragged from a fucking pickup truck. Yeah, there's like 17 of them in the fucking parking lot. Exactly, man. Exactly. And, and, and the funniest part, though, is I knew that. Right. I said, now, if I had some people in here tonight, oh, I'll, I'll fucking I'll open my mouth and argue back. I know what I am and who I am. But at the same point, you know why I kept my mouth shut? Having my dignity on Saturday morning felt so much better sure. than getting into an argument and calling him a cunt. Or something like that, and then me having deep regret the next morning being like, nah, what did that just do for my image? And I go, the absolute worst thing I did was the Scott Hall fingers. And I go, god damn, kid, I'm proud of you. And I was like, because that's not me sometimes. Sometimes I like to just not fight, but I'll defend. That one could have got you knocked on your ass easily. That's my point. Yeah. That's why, but you and I were playing this town again. I go, Ooh, and just went right back to getting <laughs> that's my the first equipment. thing I thought when you said it, <laughs> yeah, dude. That's the first thing everybody said when I've told this story to a couple of people. Now, when I tell them that, they all have literally cut me off, going, "Ooh, what a threat!" And I'm like, eh, "Hang on, <laughs> it's that kind of a small town, bro." Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Hey, this guy gets a genie bottle, rubs the bottle, genie comes out, three wishes. All right. And he fucking makes his wishes. He goes out to the back, sees his pool full of fucking $100 bills. Sweet. Here's doorbell go off. Goes answer it. Two hot, naked-ass women. Fucking A. Next thing you know, two guys come over, fucking get them with a rope, hook them up to the back of a pickup truck, and fucking drive off. Dragging them along. Another genie comes over. He goes, 
well, what happened to that guy? He goes, yeah, I don't know. The first two wishes made sense, but I don't know why I wanted to be hung like a black guy. It's racist racist. The the bar you were talking about, that's what it made me think of because I heard that joke. Yo. That's what that bar made me think of because I bet you it, it, it's probably happened in the last 20 years. This is a – some people are driving four-wheelers, snowmobiles, trucks Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I know. Bar. Yeah, Mike's places. So that's right why here, I'm yeah. like, I know what I'm at, where I'm at, and what I need to do. I'm like, 